This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about pasta. And we should be specific. We're talking about dried pasta. And I think we're talking about pasta shapes. Yeah. I think, I think by the end of this episode, we have, will have determined with scientific accuracy what is the best pasta shape. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Right. So did you have a favorite pasta shape when you were growing up? Uh, besides elbow macaroni from a box? Yeah. Yeah. Besides that. I think I've had the same favorite pasta shape for a really long time. Ooh. Ooh. Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Penne. Not just any penne. Penne penne rigate. That's right. How did you know? I just, I feel like we've talked about it before. Oh, I thought maybe you could just tell, like something about me just gave it away. Yeah, well, that too. Um, Yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm a a loyal kind of guy. And uh, I, I've been loyal to penne regatte for a long time. And just, to your wife, I hope. Um, but mainly the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's not get into that Should other Should we stuff. remind people again that we're not married? Um, well, I mean, we are married, just not to each other. That's true. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, as for me, um, I don't think I had a favorite pasta shape growing up. Is that bad? Um, yeah, that is bad. That oh. is like... Um, I mean, you know what they say about people who don't have a favorite pasta shape. Can I tell you there's a pasta shape I don't like very much? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm not a big fan of farfalle. Okay. Let's hear, let's hear about this. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just feel like it's too cute. Like, I just don't like it. It says mediocre pasta salad. That's what farfalle oh, says to me. But it also says kasha varnishkas. <laughs> Oh, well, in that case. Which, which I'm not a big fan of either. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I like the farfalle. Um, I, I find them kind of tricky to cook because they're usually pretty thick. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can get to a point where they're like weird and flabby, but still kind of undercooked in the middle. But if you do it right, that's sort of their charm is that they have, uh, they, they have a range of textures. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's farfalle a... are the bow ties, by the way. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I like... Among pastas that are also often used in pasta salad, there's fusilli, which I think shows up, you know, not yes. infrequently in like the, the the tricolor kind of pasta salad situation. Yeah. And I do like that. I actually like fusilli a lot. I like the way it traps sauce. I, I like the look of it. 
Yeah, now, it's just do, a gut feeling. How how strongly do you feel about um, the idea that certain pasta shapes belong with certain types of sauces, and if you if you cross the streams, then everything will explode? I don't feel strongly about it. Do okay. you? Uh, no, I don't either. Um, and uh, it would be incredibly hypocritical of me to feel that way, since I tend to uh, try every sauce with penne sooner or later. <laughs> Um, and it's, and it's usually good. Um, there are some shapes that, you know, I, I definitely understand like when you would choose orecchiette, for instance. Oh yeah. Like the, uh, the little ears. Yeah. The little ears. Yeah. I mean, you would choose them when you want to eat something that's ear shaped. I bet you some, uh, fancy chef has made, uh, an orecchiette with pig ears dish. Ears and ears. So clever. Um, I, yeah. anyway, I <laughs> it wasn't, t- it wasn't my idea. It was some snooty chef. I idea. would tend to use them, uh, when I've got sort of a chunky sauce, like something yes. that, that the little ear can cup. Yeah. And orecchiette, um, I mean, I think we should, we should talk about like, uh, some, some pastas I think are better dry. Some pasta shapes are better dry and some, uh, some work well fresh or mm-hmm. dried and a few are, are better fresh. Because um, I feel like orecchiette is uh, is one that I like better fresh. Okay. But but if if I want a a, a pasta shape in that style, I think uh, like uh, shells are great. Yes, Dried. I love shells. Me too. I really love especially shells. the fairly small ones. I'm not a huge fan of like the big stuffed shells, but uh, you know the ones that are like an inch in diameter. Mm-hmm. I love those. They are mm-hmm. so good at acting like a hand to like grab onto a little yes. a pea or a chunk of sausage. I'm so glad you said pea yeah. because I recently made a pasta sauce that I wrote about on my blog from the cookbook Jerusalem, and it's by Yotam Otolenghi. Yes, exactly, and Sami Tamimi. Does Otolenghi mean eight tongues? I'm not sure. It seems like it would. Anyway, go on. Actually, I'm going to go were on. You were telling the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a pasta sauce that is yogurt-based. It's basically a yogurt sauce. I Did saw I that on your that? blog, and I thought I thought, thought that was really interesting. And, and I, it, it uses peas and basil, and it's called for being made with conchili, I think shells. that's how it would be pronounced, yeah. little little shells. Or you can do it with orecchiette or whatever. I believe it's pronounced conchiglis. Conch- conchiglis, yes. <laughs> Get a pound of conchiglis. So you're not going to believe this, Molly, but we have a sponsor this week. We do? Yes. Uh, it is the Uni Wood-Fired Pizza Oven. And it is the first pizza oven, the first wood-fired pizza oven that is small inexpensive and portable and as far as i can tell makes legitimately good pizza we just watched a video demonstrating this pizza online you can find the video yourself it's at uh uni.net that's u-u-n-i.net and this oven is really small and it looks like it works beautifully i have to say that was a gorgeous pizza that it produced yes and so it was uh it was a kickstarter project um it is uh, created by a pizza obsessed guy in finland mm-hmm. uh and it is uh you can order it now um it is available in the u.s and in other countries um and uh it looks uh, it looks really cool so it um you know it's hot enough that a pizza only takes three or four minutes mm-hmm. to cook uh, it heats up in about 12 minutes, which is um, faster than a home oven and tastier than a home oven because it uses real wood chips. Mm-hmm. It's also only about 20 pounds, I think. So it's easy to like pack away. You could take it with you camping. 
or uh, tailgating, if that's... Yeah. Have you ever they been They do a lot of tailgating in Finland, I okay. understand. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can uh, you can see how it works at, uh, at uni, net, And uh, until the end of August, you can get 10% off uh, by using the code spilled milk. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want one, even though I'm not sure where to put it. Like, uh, can you use it in your living room? Probably not. Probably You'll not. Probably but, die. You know. So hold on. While we're on the topic of of pasta, yes, you know, like this whole show, right? Can we talk about the dyes that they are extruded through? Um, okay. Okay. We, we can't talk about, I mean, I can't talk about them with any expertise since no, I don't know anything about it. But do, have you noticed how some pasta, specifically like really cheap, you know, maybe like generic pasta, is very smooth... Yeah, And other pastas, if you were to, you know, look at them closely, have almost um, like a peach fuzz kind of look to them. Now, having having said that, I don't know anything about the dyes. I have noticed that sometimes a, a pasta brand will trumpet the fact that they're using bronze dyes. Yes, as opposed to Teflon dyes. Do you think this makes a difference in how well the sauce sticks to the pasta once it cooks? I have to kind of think so. And yeah. I mean, I should clarify for the, for the listener, when we talk about dyes, we're talking about the sort of um, like molds that these pastas are extruded through. So if they're extruded through one that's like really slippery and Teflon coated, the noodle itself or the pasta shape is, is going to be very smooth and in theory won't hold sauce as well. Right. So you want ones that, that are non, you know... And you can you can tell by looking at the uh, package which are which are the the uh, fancy ones because they're sort of they sort of have a matte finish compared yeah. to a glossy finish. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I I I have to say that I do try to go for the ones that are you know extruded through antique bronze dyes. I I agree with you for certain shapes. In the case of penne regate, my old standby, I don't think it really matters. It because it already has ridges. The regate already do that, and the same for shells. Regate have ridges. Yes. Um. Good like, slogan. Thanks. Trademark it. Yeah. So what about what about long shapes? Um, like uh, your spaghetti, linguine, fettuccine. Um, what what is what are your favorites among the long shapes? Uh, and uh, and what do you sauce them with? So my favorite for cooking at home, the one that I always keep around, is spaghetti. And mm-hmm. I know that that's I've heard sort of, of it. I know that's sort of boring, but for me, it is the perfect width noodle. I love spaghetti. Yeah, no, I, I think there is a very good reason that spaghetti has become the the spaghetti of pasta. I think it is just <laughs> ideal. Um, that said. Uh, when I am out and about in the world, or if I'm ever like purchasing fresh pasta, I don't, I don't often make fresh pasta. No, I don't often either, even though I do have a, a hand cranky pasta machine. <laughs> hand cranky pasta yeah. machine. That's, mm. the, that's the brand. It's very it's, grouchy. It's actually pronounced hand cranky. <laughs> anyway, I really like pappardelle. I, I, yeah. like, I like the, the sort of wide, floppy, toothsome, shall we say. Now, noodle that is pappardelle. And I, yep. I'm i not finished no, here. No, please. I also enjoy bucatini, which is the, the one that's <sighs> I was hollow. just going to say that. Ah, I stole your thunder. Um, bucatini is the one that's hollow. And, of course, it's the classic one that you would serve with uh, a sauce a la matriciana. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite, all-time favorite with pasta guanciale. sauces. With guanciale. Yes. <laughs> or or pancetta. Yes. Uh, and uh, tomatoes. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, go on. 
yeah. So uh, yeah, amatriciana. It's classically done with bucatini. It's it's um, onions, uh, tomatoes, uh, guanciale or pancetta, which are both kinds of cured pork, and um, uh, usually dried red chili. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you make it without tomatoes, it's um, allegricia, which is also great. Is that like the like the Greek lady? Yes, like the, um, in the style of the Greek lady. Okay. Um, it's one, I think it's probably one of these things. You see this all over Europe. Like uh, some dish is named like, you know, in, in France, it'll be like a l'américain. Um, and it has absolutely nothing to do with America. It's just like, we need an adjective for this dish. How about American style? <laughs> How do you feel about the penis pasta that <laughs> is always like, you know... Wait a minute. This isn't on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure you've seen that gag yes. gift penis pasta. Has have you ever eaten them? Um, not to my knowledge. Question. Is there is there a corresponding vagina pasta? Maybe there's a boob pasta. Yeah, that would make more sense. Because yeah. yeah, I'm trying to visualize the vagina pasta, and I, I'm just not it's just not coming to mind. Um, it's the kind that's like formed of of like a, a you know quarter inch wide thin strip mm-hmm, of dough, mm-hmm, sort of. Exactly. Those are never very good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't imagine it cooking well. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and like they uh, at at, uh, at my local supermarket, you can't get the uh, the bronze dye extruded penis pasta, <laughs> so forget it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sauce just goes right through it. Right. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up. Um, have you ever had um, fusilli bucati? So it's like a a bucatini no. that's in corkscrew shape. Oh, maybe I have. They sell it at Trader Joe's. It's quite good. Um, it's it's sort of a re- you can't eat it without laughing kind of, um, but it's but it's tasty. Does it, does it whistle when you eat it? Um, you can you can like pull up, <laughs> you can pull out a a, a a strand of it and like blow sauce at people. Oh, that's kind of great. I want to buy some. Um, yeah, never serve it to children or me. <laughs> there are so many wonderful pasta shapes in Italy that we don't get here. And that makes me sad. I, I feel like the trend that I would like to see, perhaps in the next decade, is true, you know, pasta shapes you'd get in the Italian countryside. Like, there's one like called uh, Paccheri, I think it's called, P-A-C-C-H-E-R-I. And what is it? And if I'm remembering correctly, it, it I think it has to do with the word for sleeves. We should look this up. We should ah. pause and look it up. It's, it's kind of like rigatoni. Only it's um, it's smooth, and there's something about the thickness of the actual pasta that is just lovely to eat. Oh, that sounds good. So and like it a re- ri- it's a ring shaped. It reminds me of one of my favorite, uh, you know, chefs. The chefs, listen up. Um, here's here's an underappreciated pasta shape. Have you ever had mezze maniche mezze maniche rigatti? I think I have, but I don't know where. So um, it is basically like a rigatoni, a short rigatoni. So it's it's a wide ridged ring that's only like three quarters of an inch long. It figures in one of my all time favorite pasta sh- dishes. I'm kind of wondering if it's a little bit like pakkeri or pak pak. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Word. the The pakkeri you're showing me are a little wider mm-hmm. um, than than the mezze manike regate, so they collapse a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the mezze manique regate, and I'm sure the pakeri would be good in this in this recipe too. It's um it's from this book from a few years ago called the Pasta Bible, and uh, it was the cover recipe. And you take some scallions and cook them really slowly in 
butter mm-hmm. uh, and then throw in a couple of egg yolks and a bunch of fresh parsley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and that's your pasta sauce. And it's very unexpected and Gosh, very good. that sounds good. really wonderful. What about alphabet letters? How do you feel about those? Oh, I think alphabet letters deserve a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone, someone should make like artisan, uh, you know, dye ex- extruded uh, alphabet letters. This pasta is too good to be reserved for just children. Can I issue a, a re- retraction? Can oh, I? I think this is a first for the show. I don't think we've ever retracted any of our hundreds of false okay, statements Okay, so I just before. looked up pacari, and it comes from the Italian word pacca, meaning to slap, because they smack around in the pot when getting coated with sauce. Doesn't that sound delicious? It does sound delicious, but don't all pasta shapes smack around in the pot when getting coated with sauce? But maybe these really make like a thwap. <laughs> okay, let's get. The, is this something that you can get, like in a special specialty store? In, I bet you could get them at De Laurenti. I'm sure in New York you could get them at Italy. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be in uh, a hill town in Italy for at least a couple weeks. So <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, speaking of slapping things around in the pot, it, this seems like a good a good uh, place to mention um, that. Uh, like the the good way to sauce pasta. Mm. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, go for um, it. Take it away. That like for the for most if not all pasta sauces, you know, you you cook your pasta, you drain your pasta, and then what I prefer is to throw it into the pot with the sauce and stir it around and get it nicely coated with mm-hmm, the sauce and mm-hmm. maybe even have a little bit of sauce absorb into the pasta yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than putting the pasta into a bowl and then totally s- scooping some sauce on top. I think I originally learned that from Molto Mario. Molto Mario. What about the little guys? Like, um, oh, yeah. Uh, that, uh, that go into broth. Like, you know, I'm thinking about Campbell's chicken and star soup kind of, but... Um, uh, they're they're also like um, the tiny little ones that almost look like little little pellets. Yeah, are those acini di pepe? Yes, yeah, good one. Thanks. Um, there's also super tiny tiny shells. Super tiny shell? Con- oh, oh, uh, right, con- right, right, right. something like that. Um, yes, those are the kind that you get in the Annie's uh, macaroni box. I feel like we should apologize to the Italian people for butchering Absolutely. their language in this show. But uh, but I don't know. But I feel like we're 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 defending the goodness of pasta, and maybe that gives us we're license. spreading the gospel of yeah. pacari. Yes, I, I've never had this, and now I really do. I want I want to hear what they sound like, <laughs> and I want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Well. All right, so um, why don't we put up, uh, we've talked about some recipes that we could post. Um, definitely, um, I will post a link to that uh, uh, pasta Bible um, uh, scallion and parsley pasta recipe. We can post a link to the recipe that I recently put on my blog from, oh, yeah. from the book Jerusalem for the yogurt sauced pasta. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that when I, um, that if you, uh, well, I don't know if this is still true, but at one point I tried to translate Metze Menike de Gatti on, uh, on like Babblefish or something, and it said, uh, it translated as average striped sleeves, <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> oh, Manike, yeah, yeah, that's sleeve. Okay. Okay, I'm so glad we figured out the sleeve thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, boy. there, yeah, there should be a, a pockety, uh, manique, uh, hybrid about <laughs> slappy sleeves. <laughs> All well. right. So, uh, so we will post those recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, so find us online, find those recipes at spilledmilkpodcast.com. You can also become a subscriber to our show. Indeed. It's five bucks a month. You get a 
handwritten postcard and some bonus episodes. That's at spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate. Mm-hmm. You can also find our show on iTunes. Maybe and you, you already did. Leave a review there. Uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that is so desperate to get some frozen custard in us uh, <laughs> that we're about to collapse. Let's go get custard. Yeah. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. The tortellini fad of the 80s. There I was feel a- like tortellinis were total. Tortellini was totally 80s. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.